What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In this episode, I kind of talk about something that is very, 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 very much overlooked. Uh, I'll kind of give you a kind of quick snippet here of you know what, where I'm going with this is when I first started my business, um, I was really, really apprehensive to overpromise and underdeliver. And in some cases, we find ourselves doing that to either win the job or to not look you know, inferior in the eyes of the homeowner. An example I give is kind of a homeowner not too long ago asked me uh, if I can paint cabinets and uh, paint the house. And you guys know I don't do cabinets. So I had to make a decision on, do I do the cabinets to win the job knowing that it's going to be inconvenient for the customer to have to hire two companies or do I walk away? And I think this is a really important topic that's going to help you grow your business. It's going to help you really develop something um, intangible uh, that can't be duplicated or replicated. It can only be felt by your customer. So really important episode, guys. Tune in. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, everyone? In today's episode, I want to talk to you about standards. There's two things about standards that you need to focus on. Okay, so in order to create a standard, we have to implement a standard. And in order to make sure a standard is kept, we have to enforce the standard. Now, standards are another word for like a rule or a way that we do things. Standards are essentially how the upkeep of the reputation is in terms of, you know, one thing that I harp on with my team is, is that we are the best in our area. And by that, I just mean that there's no other company around us that I'm aware of in terms of customer service that delivers such an exceptional experience. And with that and the reputation that we have, that is a major, major selling point for me as to why it's worth paying us more than the competition. You know, in the eyes of the customer, yes, is it a little difficult to justify such a price difference initially? Sure. The way I build value, though, is the promises that I make to these people about the type of experience they're going to get, which is going to be similar or greater than the testimonials they have read, the reviews they have read. So with that being said, my promises in excess of the value that I'm building about the experience, but more so the promises that come from my heart to these people about how great of a job we're going to do and how well we're going to take care of them and their house is what pushes the needle, okay, which gets them to move forward, even though logically to pay that much more than the other bids that they have gotten doesn't really make sense. But they go with me because of these promises and the references of our testimonials, our reviews, okay? So with all that being said, you as a business owner or maybe even a salesperson, 
your promises and your word to your people are all that you are, all that you have. Okay, and this is the the secret to success here is keeping your promises. When I first started my business, I was very weary to overpromise because I didn't want to underdeliver. Number one, I didn't want to look like a fool. And number two, I just know that there's already a a, a soft spot in terms of just a, a pain point for contractors of unmet expectations, of unkept promises. So I was very delicate about that. Every engagement, every relationship that I enter into with a customer, I go in there as if they've already been wounded by a contractor because chances are it's probably true. Okay. So I already know that I'm down zero to one when I enter a home or when I deliver a bid. I already know that, okay? So that's why it's important to be extra careful about your promises because already they are skeptical and it's not your fault. You know, chances are you've never really done anything maliciously, stolen a deposit, done poor workmanship maliciously, intentionally. But unfortunately, we are in the same category of any other contractor that has done that to them, whether it's an electrician, whether it's a stucco guy, whether it's a handyman, it doesn't matter. They see us as all the same. Okay. So that in sense makes us look like the bad guy initially, just because again, the skepticism surrounding it. And just to be clear, they don't have to go through the experience firsthand in order for them to feel that way. Could it be true that if they sat down with a friend at the, you know, the local coffee shop and the friend was telling them this horror story about how, you know, the painting contractor they hired didn't show up for three days and they can't get a hold of them. And don't you think that that incites fear? Okay. So this is what we're up against. So the promises that we make to people, okay, are the most important thing that you can possibly focus on, right? So a lot of us that are in this business are not only making the promise, but you're also fulfilling the promise. So these are the individuals that are still working in production. This is why it's so hard for you to get out of it because you hold those promises in high regard. So I I love that about you. But the thing about it is, is that you have yet to really trust another individual with your word, right? So for example, me and my business at this point in time, I'm making the promises and my promises are being fulfilled by my production teams. Okay. So they're making sure that the promises are being fulfilled, right? The promises and kind of just give you some intangible examples. So you can follow me here. The promises are, we are going to, you know, be there on time. We're going to make sure that you feel that, you know, we're, you know, treating your home as if it's our own. I posted something the other day where this customer asked me, Tanner, why should I hire premium painting? And the answer I had was, we want to make you feel like you're the only customer that we'll have for the entire year. Okay. That's an intangible promise that from the other, from the recipient, you know, it came from my heart. So it's like, they, they feel like, wow, that that was a really good response. Okay. So when they justify to their husband that, you know what, I want to go with that company. Okay. I take this so seriously, guys, when they justify with whoever the other decision maker is that they want to go with this company based off of that little promise I made, I have got to make sure it was delivered because if it was not they are going to feel like they got a bad deal. They are going to feel like they did not get the value in which that they were expecting when they made the agreement. Okay. So it's like, 
as a salesperson in that role, you've got to be careful. You can't just go in there and, and, you know, deliver or, or excuse me, you can't just go in there and promise the world and under deliver. So when I first started my business, I was so weary about over promising. I didn't want to take advantage of anybody. I didn't want anyone to feel like, you know, I, I was making promises that I wouldn't be able to keep just to get the job. I was very honest from my heart. I said, listen, you know, I just started this business three months ago. Yes, we're very new, but I will say that I painted with my dad for a long time when I was younger and I am a student of the game. We watch a lot of videos and I have a great team around me to make sure that we just take our time and the benefit of going with me, although we don't have a ton of references, we don't have a ton of reviews, but the benefit of going with me is that I am not going to sit here and overpromise that we're the best because right now we're still learning and growing, but we will not leave this job until you are 100% satisfied. And I would look them right in the eye and they could feel that. Okay. So even if you're new in this business and you don't have a bunch of reviews, testimonials, references, you should be looking at people directly in the eye, just being honest. Okay. And they would say, well, Tanner, do you think you guys can do this repair here? Or do you think you guys can do that texture there? No, ma'am. Unfortunately, I can't. I, we don't have anyone with that skill set right now to deliver that to the quality of which you and I would both expect. I, I don't have that currently, but we can do X, Y, and Z. So the promises that I made were in alignment. So I would like to actually say that I under-promised, okay, and then by default, I over-delivered just by doing what we were supposed to do. Um, and ultimately, guys, we know that the standard is so low in this industry that even just doing what you said you were going to do is over-delivering, right? So, but I'm really going to really reeling back here in terms of the promises that you make in order to get the job because that is the reputation of your company. That is what makes people feel like you are an all-star company for really just actually doing exactly what you said, those intangibles. Because sometimes we need those heart-to-heart -heart intangibles to get people to, to move forward with us. You know, sometimes, you know, as much as I'd like to say that we can close the expectation gap and we can build this value and we can sell uh, the, the the types of service that we do and the guys that we have and the, and the back-end stuff about having insurance and all that stuff to close that gap, sometimes that isn't enough. Sometimes we got to sell the heart to heart stuff. Sometimes we got to sell the intangibles. Like, hey, listen, I am going to make you feel like you are the only customer I'm going to have for the entire year. I will make sure that your house is treated as if it were my own. I will make sure that you will feel so comfortable around working with our team because they are so conscientious about your house. That level of promise gets people to move. Okay. That's that, that's that emotion. Okay. Energy and motion, emotion gets people to move. All right. So you got to have some emotion with these promises. I'm able to make these promises because I know they're going to be fulfilled. So we're going to talk about standards right now. So that, that standard needs to be set, implemented, and then enforced. Okay. So it's really important when you expand out from being the person that makes the promises and fulfills them, it's really, really important that once they are being made and fulfilled that you're relaying these promises to the people that are fulfilling them. And I think that's a major problem for a lot of people who feel like their employees or workers are, you know, lackluster in performance or, you know, the, the, that you feel like you need to be in so much control. I think it's a communication problem. I think it's your inability 
to relay these promises and these standards and enforce them. Okay. So, you know, as you grow your business and you finally feel like you are away from production and you're making these promises, you have to be a supervisor at that point in time. You've got to be near the job. You have to be seeing what's going on so you can say, oh, actually, you know, listen, um, you know, I'm here now. I'm going to just make sure everything is exactly the way that I promised it to be in terms of we were going to do X, Y, and Z. And yes, sometimes those are the tangible promises like covering plants or covering windows or caulking windows or whatever it is that your trade is. And sometimes the intangibles. Hey, you know, you said that, you know, I would feel comfortable and that guy's out there smoking and listening to really uncomfortable music, you know, things like that. And and we can't be ignorant to those things. And that's what, that's what management is. So you would have to assume that role as a manager to oversee that the promises are being kept. That is a manager's responsibility. When I have, a, when I talk to my project manager, I say, listen, I promised her that we were going to do this, 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 and this. Your job as a manager is to what? Enforce my promises, my standards. Okay. So standards are essentially the things that are, uh, you know, defaults in your business. Like in terms of standards, it's just essentially the way that we operate as a business. Okay. That's the, that's the threshold, right? So there's certain companies that just really don't have any standards about how they go about and the standards. Let me give you some examples more. So are tangible. Uh, like we show up on time every day when we go to the, uh, house, we do a thorough walk around with the customer to ensure that they know exactly what's going to go on for the day. That's a standard. Um, when we're painting an interior, we, uh, apply paper to the floor instead of, you know, dragging tarps around. That's a standard. Um, when, you know, so standards are more tangible promises are in some cases, the promises of enforcing those standards. Yes, which are expected, but more so the promises can be more intangible. So in terms of the promises, that's kind of like the project overall, the experience of the project. So really the, the point I'm making here is that the manager's responsibility is to enforce the promises and the standards, uh, that the company has, you know, in terms of the standards, but the promises that you as the salesperson or you as the business owner are making. Now, if you're a company that has salespeople, okay, it's really important that you create some sort of way for the project manager and the salesperson to thoroughly communicate about what promises were made during the sale. Okay. And if you get big enough and you're not facilitating that communication and creating some sort of standard within that regard of getting the salesperson to communicate with the project manager, then ultimately there's going to be some unmet expectations there because you know, sometimes if a salesperson is not polished enough, if a salesperson doesn't care enough, if a salesperson is just trying to pad their pockets, that's when you expand. And if you have the wrong people there who could care less about the, the promises that are being kept and more so about that commission. Okay. Well, guess what? Now you're in trouble because, you know, that person isn't as motivated as you would have been as a business owner, or you would of assumed as a salesperson. Okay. My suggestion is, and I really love this model because it's, it's, it's working in my business. My suggestion is, is if you have, you know, a, a project manager or you have a supervisor, they should be the ones doing the estimate because they're the ones that are going to be on the job interacting with the customer. As much as I do love having salespeople out in the field that just do sales and don't do anything else. That's great. If you have the right guy that actually takes accountability for those promises and maybe when you send him to the job that he sold, you know, maybe you can work that out. But I just love the fact that, you know, I have Chris, my supervisor, who 
is the one doing the estimates, answering all the questions, making all the promises about what we're going to do, relaying that information to me. I'm following up with that. And then ultimately I can tell the customer, hey, Chris is going to be there to, to ensure everything that he told you was going to be done to the standard of which that we discuss, right? So like that, that is my checks and balances. So that's the enforcement. So Chris, as my supervisor, um, overseeing the two crews who have project managers on them. Okay. So you know, the project managers enforce the standard to the people below them. And then Chris enforces the standard uh, of the project managers to be enforcing the standard and the promises and keeping the promises. So I'm going to recap this because there's a lot in this, uh, this episode here. I encourage you to, now that you've heard the whole thing, I'm going to try to keep it short, go back, listen to it again. So you can kind of come in with this new perspective of what I just said to you, because this is so important. These are foundational principles that are going to catapult you into growth catapult you into expansion, but really set the standards. Uh, there's two things that are going to happen. Either you set standards in your business, or there's going to be somebody in your business that sets them for you. No one's going to set them as high as you because no one will ever care about your business as much as you do. Okay. Number two, your promises. Okay. Your promises are very important. If you feel as though that you cannot deliver a promise to somebody, make sure you're just honest with them. It doesn't mean you'll lose the job. Just be honest. If you feel as though that you have the urge to say yes to doing something that maybe you're not confident in, just because you know that it'll be more money or maybe the customer will say, well, we want somebody that does everything. What you should really do is just be honest with them. There was somebody that uh, came up to me or we did an estimate for and they wanted the cabinets done along with the whole house. Yeah, sure. Would it have been convenient for them to hire one company? Did I know that ahead of time? And ultimately what happened was, is I told them straight up, say, listen, we are not a cabinet coding company to do it properly. You would actually pr probably want a company that can take the cabinets off the hooks, bring them to a shop, sand them, strip them, spray them, you know, put primer on them and do everything that way in the most professional way. This is your kitchen. Okay. We are house painting specialists. We just do walls, ceilings, trim and doors. This happened the other day. And she said, all right, hold on one second. Okay. My husband wants one, one company to do it. Okay, cool. No problem. Done. All right, cool. Did I walk away from potentially 10 grand? Sure. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to risk my reputation because I want to win a job that ultimately I know is going to cause a rift in my system, my production, and my standards are going to be, you know, dropped in that regard because we won't be able to meet the expectation of which is to be expected by a company of our regard, our reputation. I'm not doing it. I'm honest with people. Be honest. Keep your promises. Focus on that. And again, if you have to under promise, okay, over deliver. Last point, enforcing the standards. Okay, so remember, if you're the one selling the jobs and producing the jobs, it's easy, right? That's why you can't get away because you're so worried about your word not being met. Your reputation is on the line. So for you to hand over your reputation to somebody else, pretty difficult, okay? Ultimately, that's part of the hiring process. That's part of ensuring that you're getting good people that are going to keep your promises, keep the standards, keep the promises, keep the standards. If you're pulling people off the street to work with you and you haven't filtered out what their character is like, then ultimately you're just setting yourself up for failure. That's why the hiring process at its core is so important because we need to enforce the standards without you being there. Okay. So we start off with a few workers that you know, at least try hard and, and work alongside you. And then you finally find somebody that you feel as though can run a job 
under your authority and doesn't do things their way. Okay. does things the way you want them done. That is your business is your, your way of doing things, your standard, your standard, your standard. Okay. Remember again, if you don't set the standard, somebody else will set it for you. That's, that's really all I want to get. Uh, go in for that one right there. Okay. Then eventually you get a manager and we were talking about that. And then you put people under that manager and that manager is going to have a set standard of the way that they want things done within your umbrella. Okay. So, you know, I have two crews. They both do things differently. I'm not going to, to micromanage each individual process. I'm not like that. I don't care as long as the job gets done to the standard of which Everyone here agrees and expects that premium painting does and the customer knows that we've kept our promises and in most cases, 99% of the time, we over-deliver our, on our promises and we set the standard and the expectation is, is you know, obviously this we, we set the standard and we meet and exceed that standard every single time and that's actually what gets people to leave you a review. So when people feel like that they owe you something in terms of, you know, they paid you something and then you gave them more than what it is that they paid you in terms of value by doing that little extra thing or just actually doing what you said you were going to do, keeping those promises, making them feel important. That's when people write a review is because they feel like they owe you that. Okay. I mean, you just get somebody to pay more money on your service than they will on anything for the entire year. Most people don't have that much expendable income and you're telling me that they have the, the, they feel the need to give you more, which is a review. That's because you've exceeded the expectation. So that's my message for you today. I really hope that this resonates with you. I hope that you really start focusing on the promises you're making. I really hope that you start setting standards in your business or else somebody's going to set them for you. And I also feel as though that this will really help you kind of put things into perspective for those of you that are still working in production that are trying to get out, but you're wondering why it's so hard for you. And simply it's because you hold yourself in high regard. And I can appreciate that. I get that. You don't want anyone to ruin your name, ruin your reputation, ruin your, you know, ruin your brand. We can go way deeper into that. I don't want to just know that it has to do with your hiring process and it has to do with the skill level of the tasks that you are taking on. Because if there's, if, you know, if you're the only one that knows how to, you know, I don't know, think of the, a really high level skill. If you're the only one that knows how to do that and you pull some, and you've been doing it for 20 years and you pull someone off the street and have them do that skill with you and you're just frustrated because they can't do it is because the skill you're trying to do is too tough. And as much as you may love doing that, that's not a system that can be duplicated quickly. So maybe switch gears. So, all right, guys, you guys rock. Thanks for listening to this. This podcast is uh, blowing up and, and I'm really thankful because, um, you know, it's such a great way to connect with you. Um, and, and I, I, there's so many of you that just listen to every episode, even though I pump them out so much. So, uh, just a thank you, um, really nothing else there, but just gratitude. Um, you know, I started this journey about two years ago where, um, I was just like, you know what, let me, let me share some ideas online and, uh, just so thankful to have, you know, you guys listening to this motivates me to be a better business owner and boss, um, and to hold myself to a high standard, knowing that, you know, I'm not going to report anything back to you, uh, that I don't do myself because I wouldn't be able to say it from my heart. And, uh, if I don't say it from my heart, you won't feel it or listen to it or implement it in your own business. And I, I take that super seriously. Um, Hey, listen, you know, if you have not yet jumped on a business breakthrough with me, please, it's free. Okay. Do it, man. I really want to connect with you. I really want to help you. There's something that I know that I could give you advice on. Um, just because I, I just, I just know it. I don't even know what you're going through, but I know I can help. So please reach out to me and, uh, we'll set that up. All right.
Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.